When I was a child, our country put a man on the moon. We're going back. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we're discussing Space Force, an American comedy web television series created by Greg Daniels and Steve Carell. This is premiering on Netflix on the 29th of 2020. It centers on a group of people tasked with establishing the 6th branch of the United States Armed Forces, the United States Space Force. So, for anybody that is in the dark about, you know, what what the background of Space Force is, it's essentially the creators of the office coming together, the producers, some of the main uh, heads of it are coming to create, or they have created, the show Space Force. Netflix appears that they dropped uh, a a pretty penny on this show. It's an expensive-looking show, very slick, high-budget, with a pretty stellar cast. But does the story and writing, you know, integrate just as well with all of this high-quality media happening right now. Personally, this first episode is not very good. So Greg Daniels, the main creator behind this besides Steve Carell, is a writer, producer, director, best known for The Office. Everyone remembers, you know, Jim, Pam, Dwight, all the relatable characters that we had in those uh, that series, as well as Parks and Rec, um, very similar series that was on NBC with uh, the Leslie Nope character, Nick Offerman as Ron Schwartz, and uh, Greg Daniels is also responsible for the new show Upload that is on Amazon Prime. I actually have not seen that yet, but uh, I've heard some pretty decent things about it. Want to check that out? So Greg Daniels has been known for having a pretty strong hand in the uh, producing side of uh, comedy over network television for the past. Uh, 20 years, honestly, um, even as far back as King of the Hill. So you would expect having Greg Daniels as a creator, writer, producer, director, as well as Steve Carell and his uh, expertise, that this is probably going to be a pretty uh, big of a knockout hit. I mean, we have uh, Steve Carell as uh, the main general, Mark Naird, John Malkovich is in this, we got Ben Schwartz, we got... Uh, Diana Silver, she's from uh, Booksmart, <clears throat> debuted in there. Uh, Tawny Newsom, it's Captain Angela, uh, Dedick Badger, sorry, Badder, uh, is, uh, <laughs> Badger, sorry, um, and uh, many other notable faces that are much more of a, uh, <clears throat> they're much more of a, a, a popping on screen, almost just like a cameo type thing. So, um, what is going on with this first episode? The first episode, four-star General Martin Naird, leader of the newly created Space Force, is pressured to launch a satellite despite dire warnings from scientists. So that scientist mainly being uh, John Malkovich is uh, the dissenting 
uh, name within the Space Force show. He's the one telling uh, Steve Carell, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe this is the way we should do it because this is the way that makes sense. And Steve Carell is essentially playing against type of uh, Michael Scott. If you are familiar with, I don't know how you're not familiar with Michael Scott from The Office, if you are, if you aren't. Um, if you are, you already know what I'm talking about. Kind of a ridiculous, bumbling, somewhat racist, homophobic, slash uh, just all around kind of a numbskull. But he has generally uh, pretty good intentions and a decent heart. So um, it seems that he's kind of taking the, that premise of him being kind of a numbskull in, uh, in the office. And he's taking, Steve Carell is taking this character Mark Naird, and he's trying to really uh, umph him up. I mean, he's just very much, uh, uh, he's trying to present himself as the anti-Michael Scott. So let's break this down real quick. I'm going to discuss the synopsis of this first episode, so expect spoilers for this first episode. Air Force Lieutenant General Mark Naird is promoted to four-star general and is hoping to take over as Chief of the Air Force. But he is appointed as the first chief of operations of the newest of the newest United States military branch, the U.S. Space Force, which has branched from the Air Force, led by his enemy, General Kick Batston. His family, including his daughter Aaron and wife Maggie, are relocated to Wild Horse, Colorado, so that he can work at the new base there. One year later, the Space Force is about to launch a new satellite called Epsilon-6 into orbit. The Space Force is disorganized and fledging. Mark is constantly bombarded by obstacles and adversaries. Erin detests her new home, and Maggie is now in prison. Against the advice of his advisors and scientists, including Space Force scientists Dr. Adrian Mallory, uh, John Malkovich's character, Mark orders the launch of Epsilon-6. Despite initial concerns and in front of a delegation of prominent members of Congress, Epsilon-6 successfully reaches an orbit. Re- reaches orbit. Later that night, as Mark and Adrian celebrate, Mark, observing Epsilon-6 through a telescope, sees a massive Chinese satellite clip the solar panels, the satellite's only power source from putting Epsilon-6 in jeopardy. Sorry, putting Epsilon-6 in jeopardy. So, to be honest, that actually, that last scene, I was very unclear about what the hell I was looking at. Um, I It looked like a, a satellite came and, you know, clipped some things off of another satellite, but it, I, I didn't see that it was clear that that was a, a Chinese satellite at all, or that that was the only um power source so i just feel like some of the small details maybe maybe i wasn't paying attention like that could be me but i did not feel like that was initially clear off the top um again so steve carell the character of general mark Naird, is trying to play the anti-michael scott it almost opens up with lines of dialogue talking about you uh Almost, it feels like he's talking to himself, almost like a Mary Sue character. Um, 
to this other character, to this other general, uh, Kate Bast Babston, and he's talking about you know you're a uh, you're a racist, you're a sexist, you're a womanizer, you're a homophobe, and basically he's describing Michael the Michael Sky character. It's almost like he's describing himself in the office in this very first scene, um, and so that's how it kind of kicks off. It's like all right, so we're trying to very much twenty twenty eyes twenty twenty eyes this uh this space force show it kind of feels like they're trying to play fast and loose a little bit with the type of jokes they're doing they're trying to like the type of jokes in this are uh, uh steve carell kind of being suspicious of a chinese uh scientist saying is he um you know, is he a Chinese scientist? And, you know, what's behind your back? Is that, you know, are you carrying a, a samurai sword or something like that? It's like, dude, come on now. It's like, that's not the kind of comedy I'm generally looking for these days. Um, there's also this whole Russian subplot where this uh, his daughter is, in, uh, what I hear is interested or, uh, or wants to hang out with this Russian guy, and when this Russian guy appears, um, they they play the you know the, the the music in the background. It's it's just like oh my gosh, it's it's almost the equivalent of like hitting the gong every time an Asian person walks in the room. It's like this is not exactly necessary. So it seems very lowbrow humor, and and in a way they're trying to like almost poke and prod at the type of humor that they're looking for. Now, granted, Greg Daniels and Steve Carell have, have also proven they, they can have an entirely mediocre season of a first season of te television and still come back with 10 more seasons of pretty damn good stuff. So most people know that if you've seen the first season of The, the Office, that yes, it is uh, a little bit slow moving. I think that the episodes are maybe 40 minutes, which this episode on this was 40 minutes and what they end up doing in the the subsequent seasons is they they definitely make it much more of a fast loose style um type of show the pacing is much more faster um the jokes are kind of coming at you at you a little bit faster the jokes in this do not land nearly as well as what they would probably would have hoped i don't know exactly the kind of style of humor i that they're kind of going trying to go for it's uh it's since it's this first episode i'm very much putting my feet in the water you know testing it out trying to f figure out what exactly um this show is trying to hit is it trying to be like a dramedy is it trying to be a full-fledged wacky comedy um it's you know we've seen multiple times uh steve carell's character's kind of messing up things already in this first episode you know hitting the launch button saying he isn't going to pay for the launch uh cover so it's all you know it cutaways and stuff like that of him fucking up and whatnot the thing is the director paul king did a pretty good job with making this look good uh the paddington 2 director as well as a uh, paddington director um but I will say this this first episode just left me wanting more. I, I just felt like it was kind of a collection of scenes of um, Steve Carell kind of interacting with these different people. And I'm not really sure what the the full crew is. Like <clears throat> like the uh, 
the John Malkovich characters obviously were reoccurring for absolutely no reason. His wife is in jail and we get no explanation. It's kind of just like left up for, you know, grabs, I guess. We're supposed to be like, ooh, I wonder why she's in jail. Um, I, that's not nearly as um, interesting as I think they think it's trying to be. Ben Schwartz, uh, you know, you know, laying out contemporary uh, comedy in this. I have mixed feelings about Ben Schwartz just because I, I feel like he just did okay in Sonic, and it's not really his fault. Mostly, just it just sounds like Ben Schwartz's voice. But anyways, um, let me see what else we got. Anything else? Yeah, we have a, a, a strong list of uh, uh, lined up of comedians that are actually within the entire cast. But, um, you know, Fred Willard, you know, R.I.P., I think he actually just died. Um, yeah, he died on the 15th of May, R.I.P. Uh, Patrick Warbert, Warburton, if you remember him, he's, he kind of talks like this, and he's on a, but that was a horrible, uh, uh, Warburton, um, impression. He's like, uh, he's the guy in the wheelchair voice on Family Guy, I believe. Um, yeah, and like Jane Lynch, she's in this as well. Lisa Kudrow, she's in it, but more like cameos. Like I, the thing is, what made The Office great, and I'm I, I wonder if they were trying to re replicate this in some sort of way. But essentially, my opinion was the relatability. Everyone could relate to the different things, the different types of character traits and people that were all within the office and they all were able to kind of bounce off each other with this really dry humor um this is steve carell kind of bouncing from room to room uh you know announcing kind of commanding the room in a way but nobody's really taking him seriously so it's like and the thing is it's the, the jokes are not hitting nearly as well because of the relatability factor in, in many ways, in many aspects, we just don't have that office environment where we're like, oh, yeah, that's such a Stanley. Or, oh, yeah, that's such a Toby, uh, Toby move. But anyways, um, yeah, this first episode was rough. I'm definitely going to watch a few more episodes just to kind of get into it, see what the rhythm is. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe they just didn't know what this first episode was going to be. Um... But yeah, with the writers, Steve Carell, Greg Daniels, we have Maxwell Thea Theodora Vivian, Connor Hines, Ashalasha Bullock, Yael Green, Owen Daniels, which must be the son of uh, Greg Daniels, is my probably. Um, yeah, the thing is, there's a lot of people writing on this. I'm not sure if this has a, a full-fledged direction, and that's what I think we need to have, like, why should I care about this? I, I There's so much really good television on right now and good movies and stuff. Just always processing um, on all these, you know, we got HBO Max, we got the, the Amazon Prime. There's always new stuff coming. So if stuff is only mediocre, it's hard to say you want to recommend it. So um, maybe check out the first one or two episodes, see if you are into it, this style. But I've talked to people and I'm, I've listened to a couple podcasts and people are saying that generally... This is really not that great, and I'm I I don't know. Maybe they just need a punch up writer. Get the Twenty One Jump Street guys in. That's that's those are my go to guys when I think of comedy. So um, I don't know. I need some smart, witty comedy that has a maybe a little bit of satire in it. I I don't know. I feel like it just needs to 
swing for the fences a little bit because Steve Corral is going Aruba, Jamaica at the end of this is just not cutting it for me. It just feels like Steve Corral is just holding himself in from what actually his character is. I feel like I don't know exactly the personality of Steve Carell's character, and I, and we're with him the entire time. Um, but, uh, you know, he's trying to be a father, he's trying to be a general, he's trying to be a leader, and uh, I guess a boss, and he just kind of has to let loose in some sort of sense. And the office character of, uh, you know, Steve Carell's Michael Scott um, he was always cutting loose. I mean, he was, he was, I, I thought that the Aruba Jamaica song was coming straight from the, uh, the office, uh, I, I don't know, season like three or something like that. Cause I'm pretty sure he does like a, there's like an episode about him going to Jamaica. Um, but yeah, I honestly, I wanted some sort of twist in this. I felt like the Chinese, uh, satellite coming and, and dismantling the Epsilon six was not that interesting. I almost really wanted like to have some sort of big twist about uh, uh, Steve Carell's character, like he's like secretly really evil or something like that. I don't know. There, there wasn't anything that really latched, you know, hooked me in. I was like, "Ooh, this is this is that good. This is this is definitely what is making me want to check out the next episode." So, um, I'm just gonna continue going down it. I'll probably not do an episode by episode. It's a little bit too much for me to do at this moment. Too busy. Um, but uh, thank you for listening, watching Luggedal Podcast. If you want to find out more uh, Space Force reviews, um, we'll probably have a season finale uh, roundup review of what we thought about the full season. If I make it through, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you all posted in the aftercast if I'm really feeling it. Um, there's been a lot going on behind the scenes. So, yeah, hopefully you all enjoyed this uh, Luggedal Podcast review of Space Force. Um, I don't think it's a total dud. It's it's just got it looks amazing, but uh, the writing is not great and uh, it's boring in some parts. I'm I'll be honest. I'm I'm just was not that interested in the majority of it. So um, I'm just gonna have to plow through a couple episodes to see what's really going on. But anyways, um, yes. Thank you for listening, watching, look at our podcast. Check out the rest of the reviews on SoundCloud. You can get all the reviews early on YouTube. Subscribe there. Thumbs up if you wanna. Keep us uh, high in the rankings. Um, if you want to um, donate, go to paypal.me slash Podcast for all donations. Um, join us on the Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, Discord. We got all of the different social media apps that are popular that we uh, try to keep updated as much as possible. So um, let me know what you thought about this review how I can improve. Thank you. Thank you. Let's see what these suits are capable of. Your heart rate is quite high. Turn back, Mark. This is the weirdest day. I'm still sad. Yeah. <laughs> that is cute. Mission accomplished.